Every year, liberal elite Illuminati cult members round up conservatives like cattle and hunt them down for sport. You sound like a conspiracy theorist. This is going to get spicy. Welcome to Cutthroat Cinema Podcast. I'm Ho... <laughs> You're a ho? <laughs> I am your host. Oh, what in the fuck? <laughs> we know you're a ho. Hold the ho. Thanks for Alex Jones for joining us at the beginning of this episode. And uh, hello, are you going to say who you are? Oh. I know I'm a ho, but you're who? <laughs> <laughs> this is L. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on, I don't know where the fuck you can find us. Well, oh, the, oh, the horror. <laughs> oh, the horror. No, I'm kidding. Oh, the horror. Double O, double H, the horror on Instagram. You can find me at <laughs> Steel Line Cinema on Instagram. Uh, and you can find our podcast, Cutthroats in Pod, on Twitter. I would say the Instagram one, but nobody posts there. So. <laughs> it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing the much maligned movie, The Hunt, uh, from 2020. Originally set to come out in 2019, but then a whole bunch of people got butthurt <laughs> and the movie didn't come out. More than just butthurt. More than just but triggered. I would say, and I and I do mean that on both sides. I mean leftists, and I mean rightists. I don't know what the fuck the term is for the right side. Uh, Liberals and conservatives both go. got super mad about this movie, and for very different reasons. But I have to say, this was probably one of the best times I've had watching a movie recently. Yeah, I really. <laughs> With the exception of like Jennifer's body. And and the dark half. I I think the hunt is. I mean, considering it came out in 2020, it was probably one of the best movies of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I I would definitely have to say so. Uh, it it didn't deserve the the criticism it got and the backlash and it the got. backlash it got. And I think realistically, we uh we're gonna talk about a few movies that have been like that. But what a fucking joyride this movie was. It was great. Yeah. So um. Want to go right into the synopsis? Let's do it. Am I reading it or you are? I'll read it. Okay. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Right off the bat, I think when this movie first came out, I have to say I was like, why would they release this during this time? Uh, you know, trigger everybody. Like, I was probably one of the... I'm not going to see this. This is probably just like trying to take advantage of what's going on in the political spectrum. And uh, yeah, I had to say that I avoided this movie just because I was like, nah, I'm not going to bother. But uh, I regret it. I uh, decided to buy it. I saw some reviews of it and uh, people like don't listen to what the world is saying about it. Give it a try. And I did. And I'm... Extremely happy I did. Yeah. I totally fucking enjoyed this movie. I watched it two or three days ago. Mm-hmm. I happened to watch, what was the movie I watched before? Uh, Dream Demon from like the <laughs> 80s. And uh, yeah, that was a weird fucking movie and a little slow and weird. And then I popped this in and I definitely enjoyed this more. I would say. I would say. <laughs> I have to say this movie does give me a strong like uh, 90s vibe to it. I feel like yeah. this movie could have easily been made in the 90s or maybe even early 2000s. It has, uh, I mean, because of the subject matter of the movie, it's definitely not politically correct. No, even when it not. tries to be politically correct. Yeah. We, and 
it's kind of just great yeah. all you around. Know, I mean, this got banned for multiple reasons. Uh, well, banned in the sense that it got pulled. It got pushed back. Yeah. It got pushed back because uh, of, uh, well, there was two. So yeah. both both sides of the aisle had issues with the movie. Uh, one side, uh, liberals seem to uh, not want this movie to come out because there was a shooting that had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the specifics, but there was a shooting that happened right around the time this movie was supposed to come out. So they wanted it pushed back for that. And conservatives wanted this movie canceled altogether because of something President Trump had said. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. He had said that, oh, there's a movie about elitists hunting down conservatives. And, you know, I know a lot of liberals. I know a lot of conservatives. And both sides were complaining about this movie before it came out yeah. uh, mm-hmm. without having seen it. And unfortunately, this is something that happened with the Joker, too. But with the with the Joker, it really... They didn't give a fuck. They're like, no, this is going to be huge. We're, we're pushing it no matter what. Yes. Mm-hmm. This was more... Satire doesn't do super well in this country, I don't think. So that, that I think that's why they were willing to like pull it back, and because it was Blumhouse, and it wasn't really like, not to say Blumhouse is in a fucking huge major studio now, but like, I think people are like, oh well, we'll wait, we'll wait, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the they chose to release it right at the start of the pandemic last so it, year, so and it, it kind of just fucked them left, right, and center. Yeah, the movie didn't even make its uh, original budget back. No. Which is a fucking shame because yeah, mm-hmm. man, this movie is incredible. The the uh, the action scenes are super fun. The yeah. killing scenes are brutal, f- brutal but mm-hmm. fun. The CGI is a little meh, but yeah. you know yeah. us, we're a bunch of practical bitches. We like mm-hmm. <laughs> we like the practical the, effects better. I have to say, I was very fortunate that I didn't remember you know like the trailers or anything, and I just bought the movie. I popped it in. I didn't rewatch any of the trailers. And spoiler, okay. Spoilers uh, for the whole fucking thing, because yeah. we're going to be going in depth on this bitch, and we're going to talk about all the little like nods to this and that. Mm-hmm. So uh, strap in if you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised to see Hillary Swank in it. Yeah, that she's the main baddie. Um, they make the effort in the movie to hide, hide her. her face yeah. for the first hour. So I don't know why the marketing material showed her. Yeah. So the whole point of the and this is again where marketing fails. Um, time and time again yeah and she's on i mean don't get me wrong she, her name is on the cover of the of the blu-ray she's not her picture's not there they should have kevin spacey did in seven yeah you but, like you keep him out of the fucking thing you don't put his name in there and then he you show you show her up at the end you have her show up at the end i don't know what the fuck yeah saying. but um <clears throat> yeah the cover of the movie is uh betty uh gilpin gilpin gilpin, gilpin. she's Phenomenal. Who, who obviously steals the show. She steals the fuck. So though, first, though, the, she's not. You don't think from obviously she's on the cover, but as you're watching the movie, she's not meant to look like the star of the film right away, um, which I found interesting. Yeah. Like, Again, the, why not have like a rabbit be on the cover or a pig? Considering well, some of the movie well, posters had the, have the pig have pigs. Yes, yeah. um, which made sense. Uh, as we go into the story, you know, Animal Farm um, from George Orwell plays um, a big role, big role in the story yeah. and some little messaging here and there. Mm-hmm. But yes, some of the movie posters had a pig, which makes more sense. But I get it. You're Hollywood. You got to sell the actress, the names. Yeah. But marketing promotion. Realistically, the way the movie starts out and we'll, we'll start out. It starts out with people on a plane. It actually starts out with a text message. It starts out with a text message conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, rich 
elitist elite, cult, cult elitist cult elitist Illuminati <laughs> yuppie, yuppies um, all these people texting each other and they're obviously friends and they like obviously have money and they're just like talking shit about well, you're conservatives not, you're not meant to know yet that it's not true what they're talking about so yeah so mm. the the clever the clever part of this movie is your assumption is that this is a real thing that has been happening for years mm-hmm. and that this is something they do all the time and it's only at the hour mark into the movie now the movie's only an hour and a half it's yeah. 90 minutes it, tight run time flows like no no like slow down moments mm-hmm. really good timing really well done editing good mm-hmm. writing good directing mm-hmm. everything feels strong in the movie yeah. Yeah. and you're meant to believe that this is just some fucking thing that happens and the people that they round up the conservatives are like this is true you know Mattergate's mm-hmm. fucking real i can't believe it and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what they call it in the movie Mattergate because the mm-hmm. text makes a joke about uh the president at the time you know how much they hate his guts and yeah, then how they never mentioned by name they never right? mentioned him by okay. name i think they just call him like fucker and chief, fucker first, and chief stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. and they mention like how his supporters are like rednecks and they yes. they use the term deplorables mm-hmm. you know it's very uh you know uh, it's very derogatory what they're saying mm-hmm. in regards to not only his supporters but like him himself like rat fucking chief i think is yes. the, the mm-hmm. term they actually use but your assumption is that they do this all the time right. and it's an hour into the movie after you finally see hillary swank that you real that they the big reveal the big reveal that they admit that none of it was true yeah it, it was, was a, a joke, joke. Mm-hmm. and now they've taken it upon themselves because they've suffered the consequences they've lost their jobs they've lost their yeah, jobs uh, they've had one of them gets hacked and the text message gets revealed to the public yeah that they, they are hunting um uh, conservatives yeah. even though it's a joke and yeah. I, I think for Hillary Swank's character she's not listed yet as one of the people in the text if I believe but her bosses are like before we go public with this you're gonna resign you know like uh, or something it wasn't like that, that she wasn't revealed I think the story goes that everybody has taken their part like to step down, to step down and to step away and she's like i'm not and even though it. it's not a huge like viral story yet mm-hmm. like it's, it's going kind of, to it's be going to be yes mm-hmm. oh that's what it was right, yeah. right right um yeah and she's like i'm not fucking stepping down like it was a joke yeah and they're like you bought this mansion or whatever she right, was it's like, a matter I'm at, yeah and she's like it's a it's a three bedroom In one bedroom yeah like what are you talking about like um she's infuriated by it to the point that it drives them all to literally do the thing do that the they got accused for that which they is, got canceled for yes which is another interesting point in this movie they you know it, cancel culture is a huge thing right now and mm-hmm. people who say oh cancel culture doesn't exist is full of it okay yes. mm-hmm. it, they're absolutely full of it and it's not even necessarily accountability people change right people mm-hmm. say things that they don't mean sometimes people are fallible and they're human and they make mistakes yeah you, and you, you have groups of people who are either angry or jealous or want someone to blame for something so they go after these people they also just want to look like look look at what i've done i've they want to look like heroes in some way by destroying somebody else and say oh look you're you're a racist you're a nazi i i've destroyed you look look at what you did when you were a teenager and now 10 years later where you've possibly matured and become a better person Mm -hmm. you know when you were a teenager and you didn't know better um, oh look though I've ruined your career. You know, yeah. look how great look, I look am. Look how great I am. Yeah. But 
again, it's the same people who sort of perpetuate cancel culture that end up getting canceled Cancel themselves, themselves. Yes. which I think is part of it, right? You have people who are angry in this movie that, uh, oh, rat fucker in chief, deplorable, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, the use of the word is even considered, uh, you know, toxic and, you know, explosive, however they, they, they describe it in the movie. But look at the situation in real life. The editor in chief of that magazine who... Uh, Bo- uh, Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue, yes, who yes. had, mm-hmm. when she was a kid, when she was 17, made mm-hmm. comments in regard to Asian people. Now, are they nice comments? Absolutely fucking not. They're disgusting. But you would hope in the course of 10 years, her opinions have changed. Maybe she was saying it to be, you know, racy or, you know, think she was so cool. And, you know, because kids say stupid fucking things all the time. Yeah, but the person who outed her. But the person who outed uh, her and was was like, look at me, I outed her. She led the rebellion against her, had similar had similar tweets when she was younger (laughs) so it's like okay but and now do you not expect to be fired or expect to step down based on the same things she refuses to step down she refuses to step down Mm -hmm. so there's there's always something right nobody like the the saying those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw Throw stones stones. right Mm -hmm. there's that saying is around for a reason man everybody has said some fucked up shit and even if you think you never have or think that no one could prove you ever have of course they can you know like you, you know what my favorite movie meme is right now what um that i've seen a lot it's uh patrick bateman saying i have to delete some tweets instead yes. of return some videos yes <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite ones too <laughs> we're already big fans of that movie now it's just appropriate <laughs> I have to delete some tweets. <laughs> but um, um but yeah, yeah. Uh, um enough with the uh real life stuff. But yeah, but so in the movie, well, the, we're going to be talking about a lot of real life <laughs> stuff because this movie very succinct succinct I can't fucking think. Succinctly? Succinctly? How about you say sinks? No, cuz yeah. that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> it very clearly shows what our problems are today. Betty Kil- Gilpin in the movie, who is again fucking fantastic, and I want to wow. see everything she's ever done. Yeah, I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look up Glow. I want to watch Glow now because yeah. she's in. I already like Mark Maron and you know everybody who's in that show, but like now on top of everything yeah, I've else, seen it. I think it's over though, right? Like they canceled it. I think it. they might have. I think they might have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she one of the main stars in that show. I, I really so. don't even know. Yeah, I hope so. I really don't even know. But I had heard good things about Glow anyway. Yeah, me too, yeah. And we grew up watching wrestling, yeah, so there's really no reason why we shouldn't mm-hmm. be watching that show. Seriously. Um, same thing with Cobra Kai, but we got to get back to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we, only six episodes in still? Yeah, pr- pretty much. Oh, my God. It's taking forever. <laughs> We're watching it together. Well, we got like a podcast and everything we got to do, so it takes time. I know, I know. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. yeah I, I So, like, back to the start of the movie. Um, so, after the... Um, the text messages and then they get kidnapped they're on the plane and um you could tell these people are like dicks already with the way they treat the stewardess yeah right? they're you know they are elitist, elitist yeah mm-hmm. and uh the one guy's a dick to who was the actor there i don't even remember uh uh the guy from it's always sunny was it was it ike uh no ike Barinholtz is later that's later glenn glenn harrington yeah with the caviar reference and um he was nasty to her that she's never tried caviar. And then they're talking about the wine that was found in the submarine where Hillary Swank's character paid like the champagne, the champagne, $250,000 yeah. for it. <laughs> He's like, Ooh, it's that like she'd fucking share it with like, you. With you. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, one of the deplorables, so to speak, wakes up from the uh, the drugs that didn't, I guess maybe because he was much heavier, they didn't give him enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they shoot him, and I think he dies there. I don't think he makes, yeah, they kill him there. He doesn't wake yeah, up. Yeah, you, uh, the, there's a doctor on the plane, and he's like, oh, lay down, I'm a doctor. And mm-hmm. then he stabs, stabs him in him. the fucking neck with a pen. Yeah, which shows you that they're all in on it they're all right exactly like maybe for a second you think that there's something like oh like you know oh he's awake oh no what happened Mm -hmm. and then yeah he's they've been drugged he tries to attack them back and then who you don't know yet athena is hillary swank Mm -hmm. uh comes out and athena (laughs) athena um which again is such a fucking like hoity-toity kind of you know look at me i'm athena yeah yes she fucking stabs him in the fucking eyeball (laughs) with a goddamn heel uh which is a vicious kill and then she pops out the shoe because it's a nice shoe it's a nice shoe she's not gonna she's not gonna let it it go yeah but uh which again is just like a clever little way of being like you know you you're not even worthy of keeping my heel in your eye face yeah it's just very it's very well done, right? Because they do want to make fun of everyone mm-hmm. in this movie, and they and they do that very well. Do you feel? All right, we'll we'll, we'll get to this question later. So yeah, they wake up. They're in the field. They're uh, the mounts are gagged. There's this big um, box sitting there for all of them. They open it up. The pig comes out, and this is where the movie tries to confuse you make you think that oh okay there's a couple of main stars here right emma roberts was one of them emma roberts is probably one of the bigger Bigger, names Mm -hmm. with the exception of hillary swang which is again why you don't know like why you're not supposed to see her right off the bat because essentially the biggest star on that side is hillary swank Mm -hmm. and then you have someone like Emma Roberts, who's also a pretty big star in her own right, mm-hmm. she's you expect her to be like the main hero of the movie, mm-hmm. and then have a love interest with this uh, guy. What's his name? It doesn't matter. He's so he's another good-looking dude, action-looking dude. Yeah, you think he looks he's like gonna he's be... gonna be uh, one of the heroes of the movie. Yeah, she gets fucking blown to pieces. Uh, she gets shot in <laughs> the face. She gets shot in the face, and mm-hmm. then. Uh, the the good looking guy who she kind of has like a moment with. She helps out of the the lock. Yeah, the um, face lock. He, he goes. To, they like have a flirty moment, mm-hmm. and then after she gets shot, he he runs to save a woman who, who falls into like a pit with spikes. Yeah, and he pulls her out, and yeah. then he gets blown up. He gets blown up, and yeah. it, <laughs> she gets well. She gets blown up, right? And then she falls back into the spike, split in half. Yeah, it, it's just brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. It's, super violent and uh ike Barinholtz shows up and he's like uh oh like he goes i'll get you out of there she's like just kill just me kill me yeah, and then he, <laughs> and then he's like no no i'll get you out she's literally missing her fucking bottom half yeah and she's she takes the gun and she's like whatever snowflake and fucking yeah. shoots herself in the head <laughs> it's so over the top and ridiculous that i just i love it right so a couple of people get away and they, uh, they make it to a gas station. They make it to a gas. We're we're pretty much going through. Justin fucking Hartley. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Oliver. Oliver Queen yeah, from from a Smallville. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really like you expect these two good looking like me. I, don't get me wrong. Like nobody's really bad looking in these mm-hmm. movies. But is that where they tried to subvert our expectations? Yes. But I think they did a very good job. They did a good job. Because I wasn't 
I didn't really see any spoilers for the movie either, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Yeah. But I remembered Hillary Swank from the commercials, yeah, and no. I remembered Betty Gilpin from the commercials. So I knew eventually they had a confrontation, but I didn't realize it was her being the mm-hmm. last person and her I, being the I last knew, person. I knew uh, Betty Gilpin was going to be somebody in it because when they all wake up, she's on the side and she does something with the leaf in the right. water, right? So she, so she makes a compass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, what that that's is. What it was, and right. she's... She's bull gagged, but like she's around, but she's seen temporarily and then kind of falls to the background. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't focus on her at all after that initial waking up scene. And then you go through Emma Roberts, you go to Justin Hartley, and then you focus on our Ike Byronhotes and the two people who are uh, with him. And they run into a, a gas station mm-hmm. where uh, mom and pop yeah. are. Amy uh, Madigan. Who right. was the wife in The Dark Half. Yes. So, wow, she's aged. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. I mean, from the fucking 90s to yeah. now. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, it's like 30 years already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Which they were excellent. They were fucking great, mm-hmm. man. And they talk about, you know, th- they ask them, like, what they're doing. They're like, oh, you know. And it, there's a lot of little funny moments in that. They're like, oh, please don't hurt us. We have grandkids. And Ike Barinholtz is like, oh, really? Can I see pictures? I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit. Give me the fucking phone. You yeah. know, like, it's just. Oh, and then they, they kill them. They kill what, them, yeah. you know. And then. They're, they're so, like, politically correct and, like, it, like trying to act. It, it was just it's just great it's, and it's cringe at the it's same time so cringe okay so it's cringy because like the conversation they have right so before they kill like baron Holtz and like big red and vanilla nice i think the characters names yeah, yeah. are which is mm-hmm. fucking hilarious like baron Holtz is a staten island that's his n- name in the movie because he he says that's where he's from, from staten, staten island new york mm-hmm heavy conservative area yes and it just all of it makes sense in terms it, it's of literally stereotyping everybody it's stereotyping everybody. everyone and mm-hmm. not just conservatives it's mm-hmm. also stereotyping liberals. liberals yeah mm-hmm. so it's just it's just one of these weird things where you you as an objective party just watching the movie can get a laugh out of most of it I do know that there are liberals out there who didn't like this movie because it pointed out their own flaws and stupidity. And there are conservatives out there who don't like this movie for the exact same Same fucking reason. (laughs) So it's just, if you can not take yourself too seriously and just look at it or fuck it. If you're in the middle, you can just kind of, yeah. The, well, one of the problems with this movie is that it just triggered people. It triggered a lot of people, you know? Mm -hmm. And as much as I would say the, joker trigger people i think joker seemed like it was going to be worse than it actually was in terms of you know what people were complaining about triggered people in the sense that oh it's a the white male that kills people will incite violence right that's that's what we kept on hearing and i i was like why not just wait until the movie comes out and see what it's actually about because this was before people had even seen it yes this mm-hmm. was before people had even seen it in fact i i listened to another podcast i won't mention the name of them mm-hmm. but they were like even when they were talking about having gone to see it they're like oh i was i was scared to be in the theater and it's mm-hmm. like bro like really mm-hmm. <laughs> like i understand bad things happen bad yeah. things happen all the time but to live your life in a constant state of fear because you're worried what a movie might influence. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the same people who are getting so upset about these kind of movies are the same people who defend video games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can't 
pick and choose. Like right. it's either all media has some sort of effect on the masses or none of it does. Well, it's the same thing with celebrities who are anti this, anti that, but then will star in movies where they get paid to you be know. the be those things. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. With their anti guns or anti violence. Yeah. Like and- I'll use a very common example. Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Mm-hmm. She is very anti gun. Whatever. You you are allowed to have whatever opinion you want. Of course. Right? The, mm-hmm. Like you can totally hate guns. You could totally love guns. Whatever the case is. But for the amount that she hates guns, she is in a decent amount of fucking movies where she's using a gun on a regular basis. Whether she and she's not really ever a bad guy. No. She's always really a good guy. Defending herself. Defending herself. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, so, again, there's nuance in everything, right? And to paint oh, the world who, in black and white. is uh, Ron Perlman, I believe. And he is, yeah, yeah he's totally anti-gun. And at the same time. Although he, Ron Perlman plays a decent amount of bad guys. Bad guys, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he's also, I mean, if you look at Sons of Anarchy, uh, he's also in a way defends his men you know like though he yeah played, but he was a bad guy yes that. he's a bad guy I mean, mm-hmm. objectively kind of you know yes, but he's still like no matter how you look at it it's his men you know that he's protecting yeah. and right? we're not calling out these actors because no, we don't no. like what them do or do? anything I like love, i don't get i mean like I, hellboy hellboy is is yeah the halloween is like, like right we're we're not we're not shitting no, on these no, people I'm for just, holding we're just saying that everybody's maybe we're, a little we're bit comparing it to this movie we're comparing like, it to this movie to say out like uh, like slight hypocrisy of of yeah, right yeah. <laughs> like because you know what everyone's a little hypocritical and there's no fucking problem with that sometimes you just have to have enough internalized like realization well, i'm even calling out my own hypocrisy with this movie that right. i didn't bother to watch it because people were like oh it's look how it's attacking uh uh, uh, conservatives look how it's uh, attacking uh, liberals. liberals yeah and I was just like oh I don't want to I don't want to see something look, look how they're taking advantage of the political climate right now yeah when in fact I was in the same boat I'm like yeah I don't want to I'm like there's already so much divisiveness why do I want to see this movie right and I and wish I, I had seen it I, when it first came out I wish I'd get right because this movie does such a good job in just fucking saying look we know conservatives are a little stupid sometimes look we know liberals are a little stupid sometimes this is all in good fun, you yeah, know? And it was. And it was. Yeah. It's a great fucking time. And we are going to go through most scenes in this movie because it's they're all tremendous, especially when Betty Gilpin's character kicks in. Oh, my God. She's... <laughs> she. I know we keep saying it, but she, her performance is, like, understated mm-hmm. and perfect. And someone who's, like, harsh and seen actual action. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you... So... And and clearly, uh, and we could say this right now throughout the movie, she's someone who's probably like not on either side. <laughs> she she is the middle person for the audience. So yes. mm-hmm. you know what what whatever your beliefs are, I feel like she's the person where you're like she definitely doesn't have strong beliefs one way or the other because the movie itself is realistically not even about liberals and conservatives it's about extremist liberals and extremist conservatives yeah. right far far right far left far mm. right and far left and those are things that exist and yeah. people also try to say that far right and far left don't exist and it's like that it's just the right or just the left and it's like no this movie is a pretty good representation of what the far ends of the extremes of both sides are and what they're capable and of. what they're capable of mm-hmm. you know and it's it's insane to think that you know people shit on this movie because they were so offended that their feelings were hurt whether yeah. again mm-hmm. it's on the left side or the right side mm-hmm. this, this is a movie i i can see though why people didn't want to see this 
and again, and this is part of like even my own hypocrisy. So right. people want to see movies for escapism, and I could see how this makes it difficult for escapism. Though I got I get a kick out of it because it's like it's making fun of that like mentality that so many people can't escape from, you know, that it's like, oh, I can get a kick out of this. It's making fun of me, like, yeah. you know, making fun of my, not not me, like general, like people who say, yeah. like the like the craziness right now right. that's going on. Because let's be honest, like you can't go on anything without seeing this. And and uh, part of this you, movie is... And I think it's making fun of that. Yeah. Like you, they, they social media. Social media, yeah. yeah. Social, well, not just social media, sports, television, news, everywhere. And it's like, this is literally making fun of that, that yeah. it's everywhere. And now, and obviously in media, sports, television, Hollywood, it's everywhere. And this literally pokes fun of that. Yeah. So it's... Hey, you want escapism? You know, I know you come. To, you want to see something without this political nonsense. This is making fun of it, and I truly got a fucking kick out of it. I, I was, really did. I was so entertained. I genuinely, was genuinely entertained. Yeah. I was like, and I, I don't know. Is this movie classified? What is this under? Is it horror comedy? It's action horror thriller. Realistically, it's a decent amount of horror in terms of like the scenario being pretty horrific mm -hmm. it's action the fight scenes are great the thriller understanding what the purposes are which for a point in the movie betty gilpin's character is like uh you know when someone's like well what we got to find out why they're doing it she's like they're trying to kill us yeah. i don't really need, I to, don't, know I don't need to know why but eventually mm -hmm. she does need to know she does find out why and then, and then she wants revenge and then she wants revenge <laughs> mm -hmm. which she says very eloquently through the jackrabbit story yes mm -hmm. uh, but yeah the, so again we're, we're gonna keep going back to the scene but the scene that happens with uh ike Barinholtz, staten island big red and vanilla nice with mom and pop you know they talk about having you know he's like i have seven guns at home i don't even know how it happens in the conversation and mom and pop are like well why do you have seven guns mm-hmm and so Big Red's like, because it says I can it's in the my, constitution. It's my constitutional, it's my right. constitutional right. My constitutional right. And, and the fact they have to poke fun at the accents. And the accents, mm -hmm. right. And Staten Island's like, well, in case some crazy fuckers with guns start chasing me, I have a way to protect myself, which in the reality of the moment is the case. Mm -hmm. And then Ma is like, so you're saying that these people who are chasing you with guns have a constitutional right to do so? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, because again, the reality of the situation is Staten Island is the one who's right in this scenario. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's, he's not the, he's being seen as the bad guy through the eyes of these liberals because he owns guns mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, well, isn't someone chasing you with a gun? Their constitutional right. And he's like, no, no, not the I'm constitutional not, right it's to not kill the, me. Yeah, like <laughs> you could just own guns and not do anything with them and just use them as protection. They don't have a right to kill yeah. me, you Meanwhile, fucking they're, psychopaths. They're seeing it as like, well, what do you need guns for? Well, what do you need guns for? Well, yeah. this scenario. Mm -hmm. So like they're both in this like stuck yeah, argument. Like, well, if they didn't have guns, they couldn't come chase you with guns. Right. right. Like It's just, it's right. mm -hmm. silly. And again, you, it's hip hypocritical because they're using guns to kill them. Right. Do you do you feel though that throughout this movie, who is vilified more though? Obviously, I th so I think it's more. Than I think liberals. I are think liberals are movie. vilified more in this movie, which 
again doesn't make a ton of sense to me because i i was watching after we watched the movie mm-hmm. uh i had looked at a few youtubers whose opinions i like really respect mm-hmm. right and uh one of them is a, a man's of the jedi mm-hmm. and she's great because again she's one of those channels that it's like we try not to get political on here mm-hmm. obviously because like we don't really give a fuck it like we make jokes about both sides yeah. and that's really kind of how we go and this is i think why we like this movie so much but she had made the point to say like when when trump was like oh well this movie uh portrays you know uh conservatives in a bad light and they're being hunted down it's like what movie have you ever seen where the group of people who are doing the hunting are the good guys? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He spoke like he didn't bother to watch this movie. Right. Yeah. He was he, so quick to, right. to shit on it. Right. Cause oh, he, it's Hollywood and they're mm-hmm. critical of me. So I'm going to be, you know, he attacked the movie. He, he yeah. attacked the movie. And, and I'm sure plenty of his supporters were like, well, fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. But again, once people started saying, Hey, this movie is a little bit more, uh, like middle of the road liberals are like well i don't want to hear critiques about me i just want to see conservatives being ca-. like it's it's essentially what's happening in the movie right mm-hmm. conservatives are being attacked and killed in the movie when they don't need like they're not like the best people in the world in the movie mm-hmm. you have like conspiracy theorists like uh shut the fuck up gary mm-hmm. who <laughs> is played superbly by ethan supley and he like has a podcast and he talks about minor gate and yeah. he's one of the people who spread the story. So yeah, and the, you're a, you're a fucking crisis actor, right? <laughs> you're a fucking crisis actor. Mm-hmm. They have crisis actor babies, you know, yeah. like <laughs> he's like clearly fucked in the head a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, well, because people like that exist. People like that exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alex Jones was here at the beginning of the episode, folks. <laughs> Clearly not Alex Jones, obviously. Yes. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like the, people like that exist. Um, and you have you have the people on the left, too, who are like, no, they deserve to die because of their opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and those people they're exist, too, because they're and then they make the joke in the movie. Don't give me that free speech shit. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, don't hit me with that line when you attack other people with that line. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's part of it. Like after they kill like Barinholtz, Ma feels like bad because she sees a wedding ring on his finger Mm -hmm. and they're cleaning him up. And she's like, oh, he's married. And he's like, oh, honey, you know, he's a monster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he deserved this. He probably probably says the N word. Probably. And not even in private, but on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. So like no actual definitive proof Mm -hmm. but just because he's you know his his political beliefs his political beliefs don't align with their own he has to be a monster so they can rationalize killing this guy implying that if you're a conservative or republican you're automatically racist right right whereas in like where liberals or Democrats sometimes believe, well, if you're a, a person of color, you don't even know how to vote properly, you know, like in, in their mentality. Yeah. There's, which is there's in, a lot in itself of like racist. racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I, I think, I think a lot of what people don't realize is that a majority of this country is middle of the road. Yeah. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that, you know, people in this country are, left or right i would say a majority of the country ourselves included are middle of the road we have some liberal beliefs we have some conservative beliefs Mm -hmm. and there's no one party that 
covers everything but you do have these extremists on both sides well i think and they're become, the ones making trouble for everyone i think it's become now you're almost an extremist you don't even have to be far one side far the other side if you're just on one side you're almost an extremist now which is what's pushing people more toward, the, mi- toward yeah. the middle yeah absolutely and and this movie kind of proves that they 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 try to like and yes i do think the movie in my opinion, portrays these like liberal elitists who got fired for making a shitty joke. Do I feel bad for them? Uh, not enough to want to approve them going on a killing, killing spree, spree, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the same with any scenario. I I can see the idea of you losing your job um, would cause you to snap, right? Like right. I could see someone, but not to the extent that you would snap in you know like i could see i lost my job for posting something online and i've lost everything like oh my god the person snapped like i could believe something like that but this shows like your your like behavior is just you're 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 fucking an elitist you know like i could kill these people now and they don't matter you know like i've seen i've read stories of people like snapping after losing their job losing their homes losing their livelihood their family like oh my god this was terrible what happened like what a tragedy yeah whereas these people like um we're gonna kill all these people because of what they did to us you know like because of something stupid we by the way they're not like no longer rich or wealthy or Mm -hmm. they just lost their job and got a little embarrassed and that's Mm -hmm. the extent of it and they i mean again credit where credit's due to like the writers and to how because i'm sure plenty of them may know people who actually think the way that these characters talk but they also think god damn it that's a little that's a little bit much yeah and like david lindelof sometimes like has gotten on my nerve like like i see some of his other work like star trek uh you know the reboot and stuff and lost you and i are very differing on lost <laughs> <laughs> you liked it i liked I it, it a lot yeah. <laughs> well you like i hate like i can't stand jj abrams and like, I, but i loved lost i love jj and I, I like the new star trek movies i'm sorry don't argue with me I'm i just arguing with i you. like what i like I, uh, folks <laughs> but again i was never a fan of the original stories so i don't want to say like oh i was always a trek fan and now this makes me a trek fan too like but i I I like the new movies casually like i'm just not into the new you know i'm I'm not a trekkie you know but i can appreciate the originals and see where these remakes have gone i just Um, realized that we've pretty much talked more about the stuff surrounding the movie than the actual movie itself like i said let's get back to the movie (laughs) so Um, in the movie uh after they kill like baron hosts and they have this conversation again about a possibility that might have happened that makes him a monster they go into this like cringy conversation about uh you know like the husband says those people referring to you know uh, black people mm -hmm. and the wife is like what do you mean those people? And then he corrects himself and he says, well, black people. And she's like African-Americans. And he goes, no, it's okay to call them black people again. She says, according to who? And he says, according to NPR, which is again, showing the influence that news networks and mm-hmm. news stations have on certain people, whether which, you're left or right. shows you how outdated the movie already was from 2019 yeah. because now it's POC. Now it's POC. According to or social media and the, uh, um, and the news media right yeah there's a lot there's a lot to be 
it's ever changing, but I think that's part of the joke too. Yeah, like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, well, what is it? Is it black people? Is it African American people? Is it people of color? Is it BIPOC? Is it, there's a lot to, there's a lot to cover. And, and again, the movie is making fun of like the need to like, oh, you have to say the right terminology or you're a bigoted monster. Yeah. Or you'll get banned from Twitter or you'll get for banned. 24 hours or a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that happens too, you know? And it's it's just one of these movies that isn't afraid. And again, I will give credit where credit's due. It isn't afraid to make fun of itself because you honestly think that like, half the actors in these movies are conservative. No, they're probably liberal, but they're probably like, we know we say stupid shit sometimes and it's well, they're a, pretending to be liberal. Or they're pretending to be liberal. That's another part of it. But realistic. How, how funny was, okay, like back to the movie, right? Okay. But yeah, they, so wait, to finish the story mm-hmm. and he goes NPR and she goes NPR made up of predominantly who? And he goes, white people he goes we're the worst right which is funny because <laughs> we've all said it right like oh we're the worst you know but but yeah and then you get the introduction of the final real main hero well, of the on, story how funny was it when he's drinking the soda oh god and then she tells him it's That's poison because uh, one of the other characters eats the food and dies from poison yeah because they obviously poison the food um so that when the runaways uh who are being hunted run in because they're starving probably yeah because it's been eight, over 18 hours dark. yeah and he spits it out because it's sugared it's sugar she goes, it has 45 grams of sugar and yeah. he's like jesus christ Because he's like you poisoned the soda and she's like no it's got 45 grams of sugar you yeah know? <laughs> it's like i found that very funny i right. thought it was also the, the comedy yeah. in the movie the comedy in the movie is and great and it gotta, hits she's got to point out that it's bad for him yeah um but yes and now we're introduced to crystal crystal who's yes. played masterfully by uh betty gilpin and i gotta say her fucking like faces in this movie the little like reactions to things oh yeah the facial expressions she makes are I, just when we get her, to her, it i have a favorite kill of hers she does, oh that that's the show stealing scene yeah you know? I, so um, she so she comes in and she's not acting crazy or guns akimbo or anything like that. She doesn't have a gun. She just wants cigarettes. She just wants cigarettes. <laughs> she bends down. She gets well, her money. Well, she asks where she is. Yeah, and they're and like, that's... oh, you don't know? Mm-hmm. She goes, do you not understand the question? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, most people know what state they're on. They're in. I mean, mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not most people. And, and he goes, said, what, Arkansas, Arkansas, right? And she buys the cigarettes and she gets the change back and that's, she kills them. (laughs) And then she kills them. Yeah. And she kills them because she knows that in Arkansas, the cigarettes cost more than $6. Are are $6 and she only got a $10 change back from a 20. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So she's like, she jumps over the thing. She bashes the head of Ma. Mm -hmm. She takes the gun from under the the register and Mm -hmm. shoots Pa. Mm -hmm. And then she turns around to shoot Ma and she says... Arkansas cigarettes only cost six dollars. You fucked up, bitch! Yeah. And it shoots her in the fucking head. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man! The kills in this movie are so great. Right. <laughs> then she goes out to the truck and she removes the license plate to show where, because they obviously it, it's clear that they built this fake gas station because stop. they're empty. The cigarette boxes. Yes. So it's all it's all for show. And she's clever enough to see that there's a trip wire to the door and there's a bomb under it. And uh, she just hides and waits until she sees more people. And, she sees, and, that, uh, and that's Ethan Suppley shows up. Yes. Uh, Ethan Suppley, if you was, don't know. 
Who's excellent in this movie as well. Who's shut up. He's the Alex Jones of the, of the episode. Yes. Talking about the, the cucks who run the deep state, you know, conspiracy <laughs> 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 theorists. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I have a podcast. He goes, and I sent that manner gate thing to 50 people. And she's like, uh, he goes, can you believe that? He, she goes that you have 50 friends. <laughs> But 50 again, followers. 50 followers, 50 or, followers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, are again, we past the 50 follower mark yet? Uh, probably not. Oh. <laughs> Do we have more than 50 views yet? On what? On the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yes, we yes, do. Yes, we do. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Now we can make fun of these people who have yeah. less than 50 people. <laughs> I have 50 followers. <laughs> yes. He was in, um, uh, clerks. Yes. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, uh, the other one. Mall rats. Mall rats. Yes. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was in mall rats. He's mall the guy rats. who couldn't see the schooner, the sailboat. Mm-hmm. He, he he's lost a ton of shit weight. ton of weight. Just a side tangent, man. I'm always so happy when I see super like overweight people like get fit and get their yeah. life together because mm-hmm. I am super overweight. So I get <laughs> yeah, you've lost like thirty pounds. I've lost like thirty pounds. Yeah, I'm real proud of myself. So <laughs> I lost a ton of weight too over the years, yeah. and then I put on like thirty pounds, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you've lost like 130. So I'm from 350 at my heaviest, where I stopped weighing myself. So I don't yeah. know if I went higher than that. But yeah. then I went down to 240, and now yeah. I'm like 280. So like, right. so I'm very sad. It's don't be sad. You still you still look good. Thank you. Um, but a lot of that was muscle putting on when I. So when yeah, I got down to 240, I started weightlifting. Well, there you go. But. Um, anyway, side tangent about yeah. our weight loss journeys. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Ethan Supley is great as that fucking character, Gary. Like he's he's like thankful that Betty Gilpin stopped him from getting blown up. Blown up. Mm-hmm. And, but like he's he's obviously annoying her. Yeah. And well, he shoots down like the flying drone. And she's like, she goes, you didn't, you shouldn't have done that. He goes, but now they can't see us. She goes, right. But now they know, know where, where we, we are. are. Mm-hmm. So like she clearly knows what she's doing. And uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Her behavior is very reminiscent to Erin in Your Next. Yes. Mm-hmm. In that she knows what to do. She knows ha- how to deal with a weird scenario. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, it's excellent. Yes, we recommend it's a great it. Movie. And again, we still have to do an episode on it. I, I have to say, and, and this is what annoys me with a lot of people complaining that there are no strong female leads or they write them poorly. This movie's got a great, has she, more than one strong female lead. Yeah. Um, she's a flood, strong female lead. Mm-hmm. And as is the girl in your next. Erin. Erin. And Ready or Not. No, not Ready or Not. Yeah, Ready or uh, Not. Ready or Not, right? Mm-hmm. Like Samara Weaving. Yeah. Where, um, who looks so much like uh, Margot, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, <laughs> yeah. Though I like her better. Um, Samara Weaving? Yeah. I like her. I like the babysitter, which this also yes. kind of gave me like babysitter vibes and yeah, like not strong vibes. powerful female flawed girls that like where, where's their credit why aren't i seeing like talk about them everything goes to um ray and star wars um and captain marvel and captain marvel and brie I larson think who because just, those are the bigger budget movies and i think these smaller budget but, movies don't get the credit the, they deserve the writing is absolute shit for them i'm sorry it just it is, is. no it i is. agree with you yeah and you have these strong talented who have been you know just by like without even fully giving you away have been trained obviously but who still get their asses kicked because they're not perfect because they're not perfect who who go through some major battle damage right all three of these characters go through some major damage um and i've mentioned this in one of the early shows even um uh what's a face from pitch black who 
is clearly supposed to be is the like star of that yeah. movie while Vin Diesel's more like the background, you know, co-star, right? She's the main character of that movie. Yeah. She goes through the transformation in that movie from like she was ready to kill all the passengers on that flight to live yeah to them by the end saving everybody she goes including back for, riddick she goes back for riddick when yeah. they're like no leave him she's like no i'm not leaving you behind i'm not leaving him behind and then when he's there she's like get up riddick i'm not leaving you and she dies yeah. for him you know um showing a complete change in character you know she goes from a point a to b she gets no credit for when people say strong female characters yeah like, they mentioned like ripley they mention Ripley all the time, which yeah. fine, yes. Which, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sigourney which Weaver, is so sure. funny when you look at people online, then they, now they complain that everybody just mentions Ripley, you know? Like, like yeah, because uh, Ripley is like the standout, but like you have Nev Rip Campbell Ripley and, and Sarah Scream. Connor are the Sarah two. Sarah Connor, yes, you have. But like, I'm sorry, like now you have The Hunt, right? right. You have Ready or Not. You have um, You're Next, right? You have yes. Annihilation. You, you have, have Annihilation. Scream. You have Scream. You have pitch black mm -hmm. i'm sorry there are plenty of other strong female leads that people don't mention because either they're not big enough movies or they're just like uh, not enough people have seen them or, they or just let's be honest people don't take horror seriously no they don't they don't and and this is something and i what know about, we've talked about what this about heather Lang langenkamp from nightmare on elm Fuck street yeah man you know? nancy yeah. nancy kicks ass nancy well, in the third movie i'm sorry hellraiser you got um um oh uh i love her um, um i fucking feel bad i don't remember yeah, she's got such a... Uh, yeah, she tries to save her dad. And she even yeah. tries to save her stepmom, who she doesn't fucking like. Does she try to save her? Does she I think so. No, she hates her. Kirstie. Kirstie? Ashley Lawrence. Ashley Lawrence. Is she going to be at the thing, too? She is going to be at the thing, Oh, too, yeah, we're going to be at the convention. Yeah. If you guys are going to be at uh, Monster Mania, the pop-up show? Yeah, it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be so weird wearing masks. Yeah. I'm not taking pictures with them without them, with their masks on. Yeah. I'm like, dude... <laughs> I'll hold we're like my Tom breath. Atkins, listen, we're gonna hold our breath. You gotta take a picture. Of this. Yeah, I'm not doing a selfie with masks on, bro. Um, I want to see your face. Yeah, put on your mask. I'll hold my breath. I'll run by you and then take a quick snapshot. <laughs> <I'll be> like, <gasps> um, yeah, she's a strong female character. She yeah. goes from frail, fragile to fucking like we, and then in a mental institution has to take them down. They're strong, female, and a lot of them are in horror. You know, where's their credit? I but and again, they go through transformation. They, they go from a point A to a B. Like she's a, you know, loving, weaker character to like, I'm going to fucking send you back to your demon Hell dimension. dimension. Yeah. yeah. To your Leviathan over there. Even And again, I just think there's something to be said that horror and even like horror adjacent. So like sci-fi shit mm -hmm. just doesn't get the, the credit or the respect it deserves. Mm -hmm. You know, these some of the best character arcs are in horror movies, are in sci-fi movies. Yeah. Again, like I know we've talked about Annihilation a million times. Yeah. But realistically, like you have something like Captain Marvel, right? And and the 2019, be, be 2020 careful. Mulan, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the original Mulan had a girl who didn't have any kind of special powers except her intellect and her bravery and her ability to learn and to want to save her dad, right? We're not born with special powers as girls. Was the 2019 We're, one? She had special powers? She had special powers. And she has to try to hide them. Otherwise, she's going to be labeled as a witch. Mm. When the reality Isn't is she, like... Uh, Isn't that actress also a fan of the China Communist Party? Uh, Yeah. So, like, let's talk about Disney for a second. <laughs> <laughs> how do we get into this? How do we, how do we start this? But, like, again, you, you know, you have Disney who 
handles Marvel now and Star Wars and Star Wars. I mean, they're the ones that want it. And you have and you have people who are like, oh no, these female characters are infallible. It's not true. And most girls and most guys are fallible. We're human. Mm-hmm. And I think so many movies when they're trying to write a stronger female character. Forget that portion of it. We're all flawed. We're all flawed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like, I love movies where you see a flawed character move and change and, you know, become something better or, you know, just try to improve themselves, even if they're not perfect by the end. Like, mm-hmm. who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the point of life is to change and improve as time goes on, which is also part of the reason cancel culture is bullshit (laughs) so let's bring it around back right we've all made mistakes we've all done things and said things we don't mean and to hold someone accountable for what they said 20 30 years ago you know because because you're looking at it through the eyes of now Mm -hmm. is shitty you know well that's also why like the well i mean the fact that you go and watch aliens on you know streaming and now there's a message there that tells you like this movie's offensive you know like um yeah okay for god's sake because montoya tells um bill um bill pullman that uh you know like do you have was it pullman yeah right bill Pol- bill yeah. paxton bill paxton oh my god I'm asks again. montoya have you ever been mistaken for a man and she says no have, have you, you? Yeah. It's like, a fucking brilliant zinger. And who didn't want to fuck Montoya? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Is she like suddenly really? like hideous yeah. or some shit? Right. She's fucking hot. Yeah. And also what? near dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, really? You have to put a fucking disclaimer yeah. for that joke. Yeah. And people um, try to say, like, oh, trigger warnings help people. It's like, all right, whatever. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but stop trying to enforce your belief system on everyone else. And what? Because they, they tanned her a little, like they tanned her to make her look Hispanic. I guess um, so. But, okay, like these are products of the time. I And I think a lot of people forget that. They want to love their movies, but they want them to be less offensive. We've had that conversation where we were talking about the Monster Squad yes. with, with someone. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, well, I love the Monster Squad, but it would be so much better without all the offensive stuff. And... We at the same time were like, no, no. Mm-hmm. it's it's great for the movie. It is because it was made in the time it was made. You don't have to change a movie for the sentiments of now. Well, that's why re- remakes would suck on half those movies if they came out now. Let's yeah. be serious. But, you know, you, you talk about um, like, oh, these movies would offend now. But you got movies like or TV shows like uh, what's this Chad? Like isn't it like right. a forty-year-old playing a teenager? Like it's like a forty-year-old like woman playing, playing a, a teenage boy. Yeah, not a transgender boy. Right, not, and right? It, and that's the thing. Not even a trans boy. Not a, anything like that. It's just it's very Mary Martin, Peter Pan. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. like where oh they used Mary Martin because they had a, a lightweight woman be bouncy and have to pay play Peter Pan, but the reality is, why did you choose? a uh, uh, almost 40 year old woman to play a 15 year old Persian boy mm-hmm. when I'm sure there's 15 year old Persian boy actors, yeah. you know, or a 20 year old Persian boy actors. Cause the, I know sometimes that's what they do. Is she playing a Persian boy or is she playing just a white boy? No, it's a Persian boy. Cause I think her, the actress is like maybe part Persian. Yeah. But, but why would you, 
like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know? And why? Uh, why? And don't get me wrong. I'm not the type of person to be like, well, only Americans can play no, American I, I roles. Don't, I, don't I don't give, give a, a shit, fuck. But the- you know, but like, and only this person can play this person because they have, like the whole controversy with Scarlett Johansson and she can't play this the, trans, character. trans character. Which when she walked away, the movie got never got the, made. Never got made. And I'm like, and but doesn't story, that hurt more than it helps? Yeah. And that story never got told. Then there, that story that was instrumental to trans rights movements mm-hmm. all over the world, that wouldn't have been helpful. And yeah, does it does it suck that like that particular movie wouldn't have been her? But maybe the next movie they made about the trans rights movements would have had Laverne Cox, mm-hmm. who is a trans actress, who's a good actress, you know. But like. Why not? Like, I I think sometimes in the pursuit of progress, people take step backwards. backwards. Absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, like, and I don't think that's a controversial statement to say, really. You know, you can, it happens all the time. And I think this movie is a good example of that. Like, The Hunt is a perfect example of that. Would The Birdcage have worked without Robin Williams? You know, I was just watching The Birdcage the other night. And again, I was like, would this movie have the, like one, it would have to be gay actors playing gay roles today, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Whereas, you know, a few years ago, Neil Patrick Harris, one of the more famous gay actors ever, played a a womanizing playboy in How I Met Your Mother. And he was... And he was fucking phenomenal. He's one of the best parts of the show. No, the show, like, totally... Oh, let's not talk about the ending of that show, (laughs) because I get very upset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would Would he have been... If that show came out today, would he have been cast in that role? You know, like, like it, it... And again, this is going to sound controversial, but it only kind of seems to lean one way. One way. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think he would have been, been. I think he would have mm-hmm. been cast in the role. But it's the other way around where it's a problem. But it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. I don't. But then again, you have a show like Modern Family. Eric Overstreet isn't gay in real life, and he yep. plays a gay character. But this that show started when 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. So even over the course of the last couple of years, I think that there's a big well, difference. It's become almost like, and it like Hollywood casting is like now in the hands of let's be honest, like extremists. Um, it does. It does certainly seem that way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like like no, like these characters can play anything, but these characters can't, well, and or these actors can't. You have Disney and ABC turning down like scripts just based on the storyline you know like who like because it's not diverse enough right Mm -hmm. and and look no one's saying like oh diversity is bad like we're not fucking saying that here obviously like we want to see everyone like there's so many great shows that are in abundance but like you have a producer for uh like the one the the company that runs luther the bbc BBC, Mm -hmm. right who said luther isn't a real black show yeah, that he's not black enough. Or he's not black mm-hmm. enough because he of... He doesn't eat uh, Caribbean food and he has no black friends. That's fucking racist. Yeah. Well, and she's a white woman, right? No. no. She's a black woman. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, but like know. even Idris Elba, the actor, came out and was like, hey man, can we not take steps backwards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that's the case. Like, does that really need to be a thing? You know? So there's this whole, this whole mindset of we need to be so progressive that we're getting to the point of... 
taking steps backwards in we're, our society is an issue. We're degressing, aren't we? We're, we're regressing, yeah. and that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going again, I know we keep going off on tangents, but this movie really does a lot to kind of show you how ridiculous both sides can can truly be. But if we're being fair, Hollywood in general is run by liberals we're not elitists saying, el- elitists um <laughs> it's the elitist Cult, illuminati Ilumin- illuminati elitist cultists there is something to be said that like so we okay we've gone off on enough tangents about uh quite a bit yeah quite a bit so let's fo- refocus back on the movie right but again this, this movie this started with strong female leads and then went into uh, regressing elite, regressing and cultists illuminati hollywood elitists but go ahead. Let's talk a little bit more about the introduction of Betty Gilpin, which we haven't gotten past this fucking grocery store scene. Yeah. Well, no, we did. We well, we got into um, we got into Ike Barinholtz being killed and the other two, but we haven't really gone past that. So yeah, she meets up with Ethan Supley, right? And he shoots down the um, drone, right? Um, yeah, and she gets pissed off at him because he's like, now they know. She's like, now they know where we are, and they decide to. So again, uh, one of these situations where she knows like more than most other people in that situation. She's, she's clearly been in the field, so to speak, you know, and on the ground, um, which shows she may have other uh, capabilities, right? Like, uh, right. Uh, Again, akin to Aaron in your next. Yes. And she's probably not just some uh, Twitter. What, what was a keyboard warrior? Keyboard warrior. Uh, what, what was uh, uh, Kyle's dad in that episode of South Park? Kyle's dad. Uh, Kyle's dad. He oh, was, Kyle Brodlovsky. Yeah, he he uh, he was like harassing people on Twitter. He had like a code name and everything. He was literally harassing people. Anyway, <laughs> um, while you figure that out. Yeah. So but, they uh, they, they managed to get on the train. On the train, and then they find refugees in the train. Yeah. And then uh, Ethan Supley goes into these are crisis actors, you know. And at first, uh, Betty's like, "No, they're not." He's like, "She has a baby." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "They can have baby crisis actors," you know. Um, they get off the train. They get stopped, by, get stopped by military. The, yeah, military. And uh, he's she's like, "Don't be guns." Hold on one second. Skank Hunt Forty Two is Christ. the <laughs> is his Twitter handle. <laughs> it was a funny episode. I'm sure it was, but yeah. The let's move past the keyboard warrior shit. So, <laughs> but yeah, but you it, you can definitely tell that both groups of these people, with the exception of Betty Gilpin, are just that keyboard warriors you know you have yes. people mm-hmm. on the right who are like using their thing and spreading you know what be what could be construed as misinformation and you have people on the left shitting on them and it's just it's again it's that kind of insanity and then oh in the movie when they get stopped by the military um she's trying to determine you know like where they are and uh, Ethan Supley thinks he's being shut the fuck up. Gary is his name in the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, it turns out that uh, one of them is a crisis actor and he actually whispers to him. Uh, Do you think they believe you or something like that? Looks like gonna... they don't believe you, Gary. Yeah. And he's like, I fucking you knew it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, shit. He was right. You know, but um, by. Uh, yeah, it's crisis, crisis Mike. Mike. <laughs> crisis Mike. <laughs> whom whom shut the fuck up. Gary uh, kills by shoving a fucking. Uh, dynamite down his pants. Yes, grenade. A grenade. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that was right. a, that was a funny kill, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Betty Gilpin goes and saves like the mom who was there with the baby, and um, when they pull her in, she's like, she's like, well, 
based on and like again more information coming out about her you know she's able to determine where they are based on what day it was where she was eating in i think she's from mississippi I don't uh, remember but how long, how many how, hours? How many hours? Roughly eighteen hours on a plane. Mm-hmm. She's gonna guess, and I think she says Serbia, and he's like, he laughs, and then she says Croatia, and she just looks at, he looks at her, and she goes, okay, Croatia. Yeah. So she's obviously like intelligent enough to know yeah, to of, know where she's. Yes. At. Which I would never know, like eighteen hours. Oh, I'd be fucked. Yeah. I mm-hmm. want I'm bad at geography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, and then yeah. I, I have no sense of time when I'm like asleep. Right. So we're knocked out unconscious, out whatever. Unconscious. Mm-hmm. But um, so then she meets up with well, Don. They tell her, so you have the same story. She was you being hunted like Don, like and Don. she's like Don. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, they've captured someone else who's giving them the same exact story. Yeah. And they te- they pair her up with Don, who's another uh, who's a redneck, um, yeah. telling the same story, and they uh, they pair them up, and then they call someone from the American uh, consulate. Yeah, so the embassy. Speak. Yeah, and. Uh, he gets picked up. They get picked up by um, and the actor who uh picks them up is in another really good indie movie called Blue Ruin, which uh, is also from the guys who did uh, Green Room, right? I don't know if it's the same guys who did. Green yeah, Room. I think so. But uh, Blue Ruin's a great little like family revenge story and like when does the violence end kind of deal. It's a it violence begets violence. Violence begets violence, which is also kind of like the point of this movie. So this dude has a has a habit of being in uh, in these movies. But uh, this is my favorite kill scene from Betty Gilpin. Um, oh, my God. It's like... It's fucking perfect. Like, it's perfect to her character. It's perfect to the movie. As they're driving along... Um, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what um, what gives it away that, he, that she starts to realize it when he's like, oh, we'll call the... You know, don't worry. I'm going to call the embassy. We'll get you... Uh, We'll get uh we'll get you guys out, but I don't remember what triggers her to know that he's lying. Yeah, so she's she's in the passenger seat and Don is in the back seat, and he's asking questions like, "Oh, well, what did you do, do right, to right, get right. kidnapped?" Yeah, well, you had to have done something wrong. And he's like, he goes, well, "You're trying to blame us," and he's yeah. like, "No, I would never victim blame." And he like like the words she, he uses already, like, victim yeah, blaming. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's like, and she she just kind of looks at him and shakes her head like. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course you would never victim blame. Right, right. Unless like you don't agree with the victim, the and victim, then and then yeah. you blame the victim, right? So again, subtle little nods at things here mm-hmm. and there, and then she's you know, she you see her getting suspicious, and then he's like, well, no, he goes, you know, I just can't imagine like you would just get picked for no reason. You must have right. done so. So as he's saying that, she you hear her making a you see her making a face, face yeah, and then you hear her going. Mm, yeah. And mm-hmm. as she's doing that, she holds on to the little like handlebar, handlebar in, yeah, the car, in the car. Mm-hmm. And then she lifts her legs and mm-hmm. she turns sideways and then she kicks the guy in the fucking head. Yeah. Throws him out the car. <laughs> throws him out the car. She drives over. <laughs> gets into the driver's seat. Don's screaming like a little bitch in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> and she fucking runs over him and crushes his head. It is literally my favorite scene in the movie. And I think just because of her reaction. Yeah, her facial expressions. Her facial expressions. It was a classic. It's one of the two best scenes in the movie, other than the climax, I think. and Um, uh, Well, actually three, because there's the bunker scene. The bunker scene scene is great, too. Mm -hmm. So she she gets out of the car, and Don's flipping out. He's like, he was saving us. And she's like, nah. Nah. 
he mm-hmm. wasn't and she opens the trunk and there's poor shut the fuck up gary with a right. knife in his forehead poor guy and then there's bribery poor, money poor the dumb and conspiracy theorist yeah poor alex jones wannabe <laughs> Um, yeah, you got the case with the bribe money, bribery money in there. And the right? map of the where, map of where they go. are. And, uh, yeah, and I think at that point is where it jumps to, um, Hillary Swank's backstory or close to that. Uh, oh no, it's in the bunker after the bunker scene. After the bunker scene, I think. Yeah. And so she's like, we're going to go. She tells the Jack ba- rabbit, the rabbit story, story and the box turtle story. Yeah. And he's so intrigued at first. Yeah. Cause she's. It's the most dialogue she's really had in the she movie. Barely, yeah, she, she had barely, barely spoken until spoken. that. Yeah. And then she goes on this little like thing about... Her and it's essentially the, the, the story of the tortoise and the hare, just a little bit more fucked up. Yeah, it, it turns extremely violent. It turns extremely violent. I was thinking of Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Always like uh, losing to the turtle. And, um, and then... But in this story, because the, the tortoise is... Uh, I mean, the hare is so used to winning, mm-hmm. when he loses... He goes to the house of the tortoise <laughs> and he fucking murders the tortoise's family and then murders the tortoise and then eats, eats all, all of the their food, food every mm-hmm. single bite <laughs> because he's so used to winning. winning. And I think the allegory for that is that she's the tortoise and these people are the hares mm-hmm. and she's tired of being a tortoise and mm-hmm. she wants to give them some of their, their own medicine. Their own yeah. medicine. She wants to kill them all. <laughs> right. Which realistically because even don says we can just go now like we've yeah. won we don't mm-hmm. have to stay and she's like and no. she's like nah and that's why she tells the tortoise in the hair story mm-hmm. uh but she calls it the jack rabbit in the box turtle mm-hmm. so and she wants and then it's funny because something happens at the end that shows like when she dons yeah the, which is again an allusion to animal farm mm-hmm. so we'll we'll get to that though so uh then they see the pig running out of the woods and they catch the pig and then the next time you see uh the group of elitists in the bunker that were in the in there shooting at people they are uh arguing in, in all their elitist in glory. All their elitist glory about mm-hmm. stupid things like uh about guns and about uh when she someone uses gendered language and says guys instead of including the one girl that's one, there the one girl yeah and he's like i'm sorry i shouldn't have used you. we're all on the same team you know like it's mm-hmm. it's again it's a little cringe but it's supposed to be mm-hmm. uh it's also like over the top because clearly like uh unless you're on twitter most people don't talk that yeah, way it almost feels like the way people talk on like on twitter media, yeah. yeah on social media which yeah. again is the movie making fun of you know people I, thinking how they talk on Twitter is how people talk to in each other real in life. real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't the case. Which most people tell you Twitter isn't real life. Yeah. Yet, m- like, mega corporations, social, like, bow to the social media crowd. That's true. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. And then they lose money and they don't understand why. It's like, bro, because that's a small percentage. Most people just don't give a fuck. Right. Just mm-hmm. sell us the thing that we want and need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to pick a stance. I promise. Like yeah, you, can, someone, you that, can have mixed views. It's okay. That one person would complain to a company about one person, and then that company would drop, like that one person yeah. based off of a like, one complaint from someone with no followers. followers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we've seen before. It's so anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- let's stay on track of the story for mm-hmm. from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get to the bunker, and as a diversion, they. Uh, the guy from It's Always Sunny, Glenn, no, Hothford, Ho- Ho- I fucking can't remember his name, Glenn, whose name in the movie is Richard. He goes outside to take a piss and he gets his throat 
slit, slit. by mm-hmm. uh, Betty Gilpin and by Crystal. So they hear noise outside. The rest of the people who are there with the with an army guy, right? Navy, federal. What was it? The um, National, National Guard. Guard. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, National Guard guys there telling them like, all right, like man your like, stations. Yeah, I hear talking, noise. Some, stop yeah, talking. Talking too much. Then the pig gets dropped in the in the bunker mm-hmm. and it freaks everybody out and they, they all, all shoot it and they it. kill the poor pig who's named Orwell. Mm-hmm. In case there's not enough Animal Farm references in the movie. Then uh, one of them is like, oh, well, you know, he's like, you almost shot me. And then he gets fucking shot in the head uh, by Betty Gilpin. And she just pops up and goes, hey, bitch. And then starts shooting Mm -hmm. everybody. (laughs) And she gets fucking her revenge, man. Let's just put it that way. So Don shows up when everybody's pretty much been knocked out. She fucks up the the National Guard guy. She kills the other three uh, by shooting one in the foot and then shooting him with his gun as he's running away, blowing one guy's head off, beating the shit out of the National Guard guy. And then he shoots. She shoots at the girl. She's still alive. But Uh, she stabs her in the stomach with um, with an arrow. Oh, the arrow. Right, right. What happens next is Don is like, we shouldn't kill her because she's a girl. (laughs) So then the girl on the floor who's bleeding out, who had just called her a hick, uh, called Crystal a Uh hick. She rolls her eyes when Don says, like she's offended Mm -hmm. that Don said she's a girl. We shouldn't kill her. Which which is funny because it's showing like he's caring for her. Like, like he cares for her, but she's taking offense to it. to it. Like she could maybe live in this situation. But she rather like. But she would rather not be offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which just shows how fucking like. How like psychotic the mm-hmm. movie is showing them yeah, to be. How right? over the top. Yeah. How extreme they are. Yes. And then uh, Betty Gilpin. It, it's, it's truly like like social media mindset it really is yes mm-hmm. and she goes do you think that you should be treated differently because you're a girl and the moment the girl responds and says no betty gilpin shoots her in the fucking ass mm-hmm. and he's like oh my god and he's like, like, yeah. she's like what, what? like yeah. she just again so fucking deadpan so and her faces are just Mwah. they're fucking chef's kiss they're fantastic so then Athena uh, comes on the radio and tries to speak to Don like she knows like him. She know, like he's and they plant. don't really answer that question. They they don't, but I think it's... To I me, think it he's supposed to be a plant. Well, he she implies that he's a plant, but I don't think he actually is. And she kills like an innocent... The reason I... Well, so she... So he won't put his gun down and she... Is telling him, put your gun down because, like, are you with them, the ones that have been after us to kill us? And he says, no. But she, like, when he goes to, like, I guess shoot her because he's worried that she's going to shoot him, he, she shoots and kills him. him. Mm -hmm. Uh, My, the reason I think he was a plant is later on when she shows up at at Athena's house, they had said they picked 12 people. The most they can do is 12. Mm -hmm. There's only 11 pictures on the wall, and Don isn't one of them. So that's Maybe. my only. I thought. I think also though it shows like it gives the impression that all the deplorables like have guns and are willing to willing to kill. He's the least like of the the rednecks and deplorables. He's the only one who's like, like he's we don't have upset every yeah, time someone gets killed. Right, which shows like the contradiction of like not all of them are like gun toting. Like let's kill them, you know. So like. It's meant to show, like, okay, they're not all willing to kill, you know? But again, it's also people who are 
you know, like even Emma Roberts at the very beginning, she's like, I don't know how to use a gun. Right, right. But I and he's like, you know, you have this, mm-hmm. the trigger finger. He goes, that's all you got to do. Right. But it, again, it, it goes to show you that the mentality of the elitist that look, they're all like gun gun toting, uh, psychopaths, murderers. monsters. They want their guns. They want to kill. And like, no, they're not. Yeah. You know, which is, again, part of the it does definitely put the light on like. Again, the, like the, the the ones doing the hunting are not the in guys. any kind of good light here. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Again, the the conservatives that they pick up, you see them like portrayed in a bad light, mm-hmm. but not enough to necessarily be fucking murdered. Right, you know, right. mm-hmm. um, the villains of the story are the elitists. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, because they they get to the point, and this is something I have an issue with when it comes to. People picking and choosing what to get upset over when it comes to movies. So in this scenario, if you're, let's say, left-leaning and you see what the left-leaning characters are going through and you're like, well, of course they went after these people because they lost their jobs and these people made them lose their jobs, right? But then in the same vein, it's the same people who complain about that who, when, again, Joker came out and said, well, this guy who's been shit on by everyone in society, who's been treated badly by everyone, who has a mental illness, who has this, who has that, well, he isn't allowed to react violently because of how people treat him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of like double standards there. But again, who's really looking at the elitists in this situation and thinking, Oh, they're definitely the good guys. Like they're definitely not. But again, the same way that the people that they kidnapped aren't good guys, they're essentially shit talkers and you're getting mad and killing shit talkers. Right. That's it. Mm -hmm. So after this scene, uh, where she kills Don, she's like, Athena's like, come and get me. So she talks to the national guard guy and he's like, did you serve? And she goes, yeah, Yeah. Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So that kind of unravels the whole, She's kick ass. She knows how to get out of situations. She's trained. She's trained. She, she knows where they are. She, you know, she knows how to use guns. She knows how to not use guns. So she's like, all right, well, tell me where she is. He, he goes, no, she's been training for eight months. She'll ki- she'll kill you. So she, she's clearly upset. And she kind of like explains that she's upset, but she doesn't say she's mad. She just goes, she goes right now. I'm very like the noises she makes just it's yeah. again it perfectly encapsulates like, someone who's just fucking tired of yeah. all this and yet it's so subtle that you, there's no you don't need to even use she doesn't need to use words yeah. she's just like you could just tell like uh, she's done she's mm-hmm. had enough so when she's like he's like I won't tell you she puts her finger in the bullet hole and she just she's just going sorry 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 mm-hmm. like cuz she doesn't want to hurt these people mm-hmm. but she knows she that wants the she wants the she information but she also wants to punish them mm-hmm. for hu- trying to kill her which yeah. again if you're trying to kill me well let's be honest she still you kidnapped she me still doesn't know why she's there she doesn't no after all this time she doesn't know so she shoots the national she, guard guy and then that's when it flash forwards flash black back. backwards mm-hmm. to a year prior and that's where you finally get the face reveal which again why the fuck would you wait an hour into this movie to show the fucking face reveal but have Hillary Swank's name all over it. Mm-hmm. I just, and like her voice is even in the commercials. So if you're familiar with her voice, you mm-hmm. fucking know. I, I, I didn't <sighs> recognize it at first. Like it didn't. I mean, again, I, I've you seen, knew, so. I knew, mm-hmm. but again, I remember the commercials. So even if I didn't know, 
So she's in her beautiful kitchen making a Gruyere and tomato grilled cheese sandwich, well, the, which sounds fucking delicious. It's still honest. the flashback. Of, oh, right. The flashback yeah, of what happens. She gets fired. You find out this is this is the point in the movie where you find out that this is actually the first time they've ever done this, that it's not a reoccurring thing. Right, it's not one of is, many. Yeah. Which obviously goes wrong that they didn't clearly yeah um they picked the wrong person but why she gets fired that she has to step down then now it cuts to and them she's screaming like who thinks that it's real who mm-hmm. so that way she can go and collect her friends who are just as angry as she, she are is, that yeah, she they have to step is. down mm-hmm. and uh the uh the selection process was pretty funny that they're going piece by piece at the people who it's, are if you ever saw the uh, ending of the original Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, they yeah. literally go to kick the shit out of people who are just talking badly yeah. about them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Yeah, they even beat up the kid. They even uh, beat up the kid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what that but is. They, but they, they're so, um, w- like, woke that they won't pick the the black guy who wrote bad stuff <laughs> about them. So you know, one of them is like, we have to have a person of color. He goes, if we don't have a person of color in this, it's going to be so problematic. And he's like... But they're talking about killing these people. You understand? And, but like people are just like, well, is again, it's the joke from Deadpool. Is it sexist to hit you? Is it sexist not to hit you? Right, you know right. what I mean? But then, is it racist to kill the, the conservative black guy? Is it not racist? to? But like, but to who? Like nobody's watching but them. Nobody's you know? watching but them, right? right. But so they're so them, within their wokeness. Like, like it just na- doesn't make their, their own narrative, I guess. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, it was so over the top. It was so over the top. And I, I loved it though. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that they were like, just like, we don't know. You mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but the Indian yeah, guy makes like, the comment. I'm, I'm the person of color. He's like, yeah. I'm a person. He goes, and I'm pretending to be a, a refugee. He goes, that's not problematic. He goes, but it was your idea. Right. Yeah. And what was the other part here? I'm trying to remember. And he's like, uh, the and the whole time she's obviously being trained she's by the like she's punching, she's lifting which, weights, which he even warns her. He like warns, she's been training for eight months, so yeah. it's not an immediate thing. So it's not like a year ago, and then they show the thing. They show a year ago what happened, and then they show eight months ago, and that's when she started her training. And that's when they started the picking out yeah, process. And he tells her she's she's become a beast. You know, yeah. like she's he, extremely violent. Yeah, the National Guard guy says within the last month she's been training, and then in this flashback you see her starting that training. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they go through the the list of people and then interestingly enough and and this is something Amanda the Jedi had pulled out uh pointed out too they don't tell you how they like confused um crystal cuz there's two crystals there's crystal may McCra- McCrazy or McCrary I don't remember. is the character's name but as later revealed, Betty Gilpin's like, you got the wrong Crystal McCrary. Like, mm-hmm. she spells May with an E, and I spell mine with a Y. Was it Crystal? It was Crystal the- May McCrazy yeah. or McCrazy mm-hmm. or something like that. And the picture of Crystal is a picture of Betty Gilpin, but it's a picture of someone giving Betty Gilpin the finger. Mm-hmm. So your assumption is that, oh, well, it might be Betty Gilpin. But realistically, it's probably the person giving the finger who that picture, like sure, who's right. the account. Mm-hmm. So later on, again, they don't touch on that, but more than likely, that's what it was. They assumed that Crystal is whomever it is, not that 
Yeah, they, they didn't even do proper. They didn't like, do proper research. vetting, but, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they just assumed, oh, well, she's a redneck from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And she has a name like Crystal May, you know, McCreasy. Mm-hmm. So she must be this like redneck, whatever. And this is the one that she wanted more than anything because that's the one who insulted her the most. What did she say to her? Do you remember? She, the quote was like, um, fuck this bitch. Um, she, she, there's been proof that she chases after people. Never mind that she admitted it. Right, right. There, you know, and then like she, she when she's reading it uh the girl uh the other crystal mis misused there there yeah the and, T-H-E-I-R. and she goes t-h-e-i-r <laughs> she fucking spelled it out so when she's reading off the letter to her you see yeah. like crystal's wheels turning yeah well she she's pissed about the whole there there right right well the um Athena. 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 Yeah, yeah. she's like pissed in general that one someone who she deems lower than her had the audacity to criticize her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it triggers have, her more than anybody. Trigger. Yeah. I mean, and then like, she's like, uh, she goes, we knew that's when you were a snowball, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Betty Gilpin's character, Crystal is like, uh, you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, you have the wrong crystal. And you know, you could tell she doesn't believe her right off the bat. And she's like, both my parents are still alive. Um, but there is a crystal, crystal may, uh, McCrazy, who also you know lives in my area, I get her mail sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she goes, she spells May with an E, and uh, she's like, you know, so she's she like, I guess doesn't believe her. Yeah, because she, I mean, she she shits all over her first. She says you got no parents. You're, yeah, you dropped out of school at twelve. Yeah. right. Like you're a bum. You're this. You're yeah. that. And then she's like, that's where she tells you, you dumb fucked up. Yeah. right? and that no, I have my parents. I have this. I have that. Yeah. You know, she goes, I work at like a car dealership or something mm-hmm. like that, which that she's like done with being, you know, mm-hmm. um, but she <laughs> then proceeds the fucking coolest fight scene I've seen since like they live. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> like seven remini- minutes. It was literally reminiscent of uh, Roddy Piper and um, Keith David's they live fight scene, which is definitely like the most brutal, like fight scene that's like and and i'm not saying like this is realistic like it's clearly like very stylized and choreographed that one wasn't Mm -hmm. but as far as like awesomeness they're both on the same level yeah yeah. you know it's long it's long it's brutal but they don't feel long because they're so exciting the fight scenes i liked how exhausted they were from beating the shit out of each other that they had to take a break in the middle. Of it yeah, yeah. After that, they throw the, each other through the window, and that they even had to, after falling through multiple windows and glass, and inside the house there's like a glass barrier between rooms. Uh, Hillary Swank, when she's about to get, she's like, "No, no, no more glass." She's like, I "No think, more glass," and she yeah, opens she the door. Opens the door, and then gets <laughs> thrown through. Um, yeah, it was a brutal fight scene, and I like the part where she, uh, Cheryl, right? Crystal. Crystal. Oh my God. <laughs> Crystal throws the uh, 1921 bottle, bottle of, champagne of champagne and at her. she goes and fucking catches it. Yeah, because she doesn't like, want it to break. $250,000 bottle. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a nice, violent, brutal fight scene. And then they're both lying there bleeding. And Crystal's like, why did you call me Snowflake? Snowball. And, Snowball. And she's like, it's a reference to Animal Farm. She goes, Cause snowball's a bigot. Yeah. And then, and then she, um, crystal like 
says starts to explain to her about Animal Farm and Athena's like you've read Animal Farm you know mm -hmm. and then she gets annoyed almost that she knows she, she understands the book understands and better character than better she does. but yeah it was uh and then obviously Crystal ends up killing her I I have to say the uh like you think she might be out for the count because she gets stabbed in the stomach and then she gets the uh, blender blade in her stomach in the same spot where she got stabbed. Mm -hmm. And then she gets and a she thermometer, the thermometer in the back. In the back. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as they're fighting, because she decides to not stop Athena, she loses by uh, Betty Gilpin stabbing the other side of the blade into her mm -hmm. and then does like a flip around that lodges the blade more firmly into mm -hmm. Athena, which, which in reality makes no sense because she would just stab herself too. Yeah, further. Deeper. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a pretty but dumb, whatever. Yeah, it's an over the top movie. It's an over the clearly it's mm -hmm. an over the top movie. Jesus Christ! But uh, yeah, it was it was a very well choreographed fight scene. Both women like spent months training mm -hmm. to get fit for the movie. Betty Gilpin looked fucking killer in mm -hmm. it. You know, she she trained. But again, a lot of these. Uh, actresses like tend to fall into oh well we're gonna work out until I'm thin enough to be mm -hmm. kick ass and it's like she's like no nah, I'm gonna work out you you believe that she could maybe fucking kill somebody yeah with her moves yeah, you yeah, know definitely she looked like more jacked up yeah mm -hmm. and I and I loved it and mm -hmm. she looked great and so, and so did Hillary Swank she looked fucking killer well, there's too there's like a scene of her working out like lifting weights in it too. yeah um, so like you know that she's prepared for the role also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the movie, the movie kind of. I, I enjoyed how also like Hillary Swank looked elegant in her fight scene. Yes, you know, I I did. She she's meant to be like. Her perception of herself is that she's above, yes. right? So mm -hmm. she is clean. She has like this nice turtleneck. She has these like black, nice black slacks on. Mm -hmm. Um, she looks very well dressed mm -hmm. and Betty Gilpin, who's just been through the fucking ringer looks yeah. a little bit messy. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why like at the end of the movie, once she's killed, um, Swank, uh, Swank, mm -hmm. Athena, uh, she's lying there and you think that maybe she's going to bleed out and die. She looks to the door and there's a fucking jackrabbit Rabbit, there yeah. and she's like, Oh, she, like she makes yeah. a face too. Yeah. Like, Ooh, mm -hmm. she's like, uh, but she like gets herself up she eats because she hasn't eaten mm -hmm. in what's probably over 24 hours she eats the sandwich the that sandwich. Swank, Hillary Swank was making um, the, the gouda, the and, gouda or the gruyere yeah. and tomato uh, grilled cheese instead of uh, what did she say most people put American cheese yeah but, uh, um, she goes this cheese melts better yeah <laughs> which I'm totally gonna try now because it sounds fucking delicious yeah and she eats the sandwich she cauterizes her own wound yeah which they don't show fucking thank God. Cause I'm like, mm, I don't want to see her burning her own flesh, but you see her like go to the bathroom. You see her walking out in a beautiful black silk dress that fits her beautifully. Yeah. She looks smoking hot. She looks smoking hot. Even with the bruises all over her, yeah, you know, the black and blues, the uh, she fixes her hair. She wears the high heels. And she, she steals the, she steals the dog and the, yeah, the dog and the champagne, <laughs> the dog, the champagne. And uh, she has gun. She gets on the plane and yeah, she's she like, the, she goes to the jet, their private jet, her private jet. And she says very matter of factly, uh, your boss has tried to kill me. Mm -hmm. They're all dead. Uh, take me home. Yeah. And they're like, you got it. <laughs> and she shares the, the so one, the girl's the like, yeah. So it and it's a callback to the beginning with the douchey rich guy going, "Have you ever tried 
uh, caviar? Uh, and she goes, have you ever tried caviar? She goes, no, I don't think we're really supposed to. She goes, well, now you can. Mm -hmm. So they have the caviar together. She drinks the super expensive bottle of champagne. And she's like, how is it? And she goes, it's great. And the movie ends. Yes. And it's, again, reminiscent of Animal, Animal Farm in terms of like, the people who overthrow their leaders, their leaders. becoming mm. those people. Yeah. But and she's not like, quite that, you know, obviously yeah. she shares the, well, you overthrow the, and it's also the jackrabbit and the turtle. Like you, she wants revenge for um, everything. They just, everything put, her they just through. put it through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not like in the sense that she lost and then, but they were, but, um, but they were the jackrabbit in that yeah. they always won. And then mm -hmm. the one time they lose, they go crazy. They go crazy. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, but, it was, yeah, it fun, was fun, excellent. It was great. And I know, like, a lot of the stuff we talk about is very, like, deep in this episode. Mm -hmm. And, like, what means what to who. And, you know, regressive, progressive, left, right, mm -hmm. whatever, dude. Like, the movie itself makes you think about all those things. But it's so fucking fun. And if you're fun. not political, you won't think and about if it you're at not all. Political, and it's a fun action thriller. It's a fun action thriller. horror at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it fits great. fits a lot of categories. It fits Absolutely. into a lot of, kind of like Upgrade. <laughs> Yeah. If it's into almost every category with the exception of sci-fi. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, in a way, it could be sci-fi because it's a, uh, you know. I don't believe you. <laughs> no. Um, because <laughs> if you think about it, you know, island, uh, it could lead to a dystopian-like future where people are kidnapped, put on an island, have to escape, you know. Wasn't that the island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> No, that was they were harvesting their bodies so that, you know, mm -hmm. that was a remake of like Clonus. No, not Clonus. It is Clonus. No, but it's a remake of something else. It's a remake of Clonus. Is Clonus the movie? Clonus is the movie. It's it's a remake in that it's a complete and utter fucking ripoff of that movie was and Clonus they didn't give it and they didn't credit. give it any credit. Yeah. Okay. But, but that uh, was our uh, review of The Hunt. <laughs> it was very good. In our opinion. And we've said it once. We'll say it again. We'll keep saying it. Don't let other people's judgments of movies stop you from seeing a movie. Always try to judge it for yourself. Same thing with people. Someone might tell you someone's bad, but speak to them. Talk to them. Think about it for yourself. You might find that they're not what you thought they were. Yes. So uh, next week, uh, what are we going to talk about? Don't know. Oh, I think we should talk about uh, lesbian Nazi hookers abducted by aliens and forced into weight loss programs. <laughs> All next week on Cutthroat Cinema Podcast. Perfect. Bye. Bye. Bye.